Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God for this opportunity once again to connect with you and to share the word of God with you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you and bless you for this opportunity to share your word, to encourage one another, O oh Lord. We thank you, my Father, that the entrance of your word brings light and development so that, Father, we may get closer to you and understand your purpose and your plans for our life. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you. I bless you for the Holy Spirit who is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the word. He has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted and to set at liberty them that are bound. May your word go forth in power and in simplicity even this day that indeed we may receive from your throne. For you said, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from your mouth. We receive your word with thanksgivings in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to greet all of you, even this day, in the name of Jesus. And as we start our message, our teaching today, just want to say to you, when we face challenges, we often run for natural solutions. But some of the challenges we face cannot be resolved by natural means. The world today is in crisis with coronavirus. Natural means are not able to solve all the problems we face. So it means that coronavirus pandemic, for example, is a clear indication that natural means are limited. Our wisdom as human beings cannot solve all the problems we face. We need God. That's why today I want to share with you under the topic that says natural means are limited. We need God. That's very important because in many cases you find that we are used to natural means. We are used to solving uh, things in a natural way. We are used, that's how we, we do things. It's like it becomes routine for us and we forget that there is God. We sometimes trust uh, natural solutions and we even forget about godly solutions. Do you know that God's ways and God's solutions are always superior? So it means we need to seek God and seek his solutions, seek his, uh, natural, uh, his supernatural solutions. Because if we go for natural means, when there is something that is supernatural, then we are missing out. We are actually denying ourselves an opportunity. The book of Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9, shows us that God's ways are higher than human ways. So if human ways are limited, then we need to step up to the unlimited ways of God. So it means even the challenge that we are facing now, the coronavirus challenge that we are facing globally, it's a clear indication that man's wisdom is limited. Man's wisdom can fail. But this is the time that we have to tap into the supernatural power of God and believe God, those of us who know how to connect with God, this is an opportunity to demonstrate that God is able. When the world has come to a cul-de-sac and does not know what to do, and they will just say, we'll try and contain this, contain this, but we really cannot bring a solution. That is a clear indication that man's wisdom is limited. We need God. I just want to give you a, a simple example. There was somebody in the word of God who, when he trusted in God, things worked out. When he trusted in human beings, he failed. 
So therefore, it should be a good lesson to say we can actually do it the godly way and we. I want us to look at King Asa in the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 16. 2 Chronicles, chapter 16, from verse 7 to verse 13. We are going to read it in the message translation. 2 Chronicles 16, 7 to 13, it reads, Just after that, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said, Because you went for help to the king of Aram and didn't ask God for help, you've lost a victory over the army of the king of Aram. Didn't the Ethiopians and Libyans come against you with superior forces, completely outclassing you with their chariots and cavalry? But you asked God for help and he gave you the victory. God is always on the alert, constantly on the lookout for people who are totally committed to him. You were foolish to go for human help when you could have had God's help. Now you are in trouble. One round of war after another. This part of verse 9 to me blesses me. Because the word of God is very clear here. It says, you were foolish to go for human help when you could have had God's help. Now you are in trouble. So it seems some of the troubles that we are having is because we usually go for human help and forget that there is a godly help. And godly help is all that we need because godly help is unlimited when actually human help is limited. So let us continue reading. We come to verse 10. At that, Asa lost his temper. Angry, he put Hanani in the stocks. At the same time, Asa started abusing some of the people. The full account of Asa is written in the chronicles of the kings of Judah. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa came down with a severe case of foot infection. He didn't ask God for help, but went instead to the doctors. Then Asa died. He died in the 41st year of his reign. God was obviously not happy with King Asa for depending on people rather than depending on him. So the first case, it's he depended on the king of Aram or the king of Syria instead of depending on God. And the servant of the Lord asks him, but when you depended on God, didn't you defeat the big armies, the Ethiopians and the Libyans? You overcame them because you trusted in God. How often do we trust in God and see God's mighty hand of power? But all of a sudden we forget that and we start depending on natural means. Because actually Asa didn't only do that with the king of Aram. After that he got sick. In his sickness, he forgot that there is God. He depended just only on doctors and never asking God for help. It's almost like the current picture that we have now with this coronavirus pandemic. We are so much focused on natural means that we forget that there is a godly solution. And a godly solution does not fail. So that calls for some of us who know God, some of us who know how to connect with God, to really take up our position and stand and plead the case before God, knowing that nothing is too hard for the Lord. just want to tell you that there are challenges we cannot defeat with natural means. There are diseases we cannot defeat with natural means. 
We cannot overcome Satan with natural means. We need the anointing. Actually, some sicknesses will only succumb to the anointing. That's why the Bible says, if we go together to the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38 in the King James Version, the word of God shows us that God has anointed his people to destroy the works of the enemy. We need that anointing to actually destroy the works of the enemy. Acts 10, 38, King James, let's read it together. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So it shows that we actually overcome the enemy by the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon our lives. It says, God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, showing that indeed sickness is from the enemy, is the oppression of the enemy. And God wants to set his people free. So we need that anointing. We need the anointing. We need anointed men and women of God who can stand and declare the power of God over our lives and talk against those sicknesses, talk against all the things that are oppressing people and set the people of God free. I'm reminded of the time when God saw his people being oppressed in Egypt and he said, I'm coming down to deliver my people. He said, Moses, I'm sending you. So God is looking for some Moseses that he can send indeed to bring solution to our world, to bring solution to the things that torment us. We are all troubled by many things. But I just want to tell you that we overcome the enemy. Actually, we overcome the enemy not only through the anointing, but also because of the blood of the Lamb, which is the covenant that we have with God, and the word of our testimony. So we need to keep on confessing the word of God. If you go to the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11, King James Version, we are going to read it together. Revelation 12, 11, it reads, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death, so it shows that actually the word of our testimony is powerful to overcome the enemy. So the word of our testimony, the word that we speak should be the word of God. That's how we will win. But if we speak words that the world speak, those are words of defeat. They are words of no hope. We need words of hope, words of victory. Because the Lord himself, he has given us his word that we can use it for victory. Psalms 107 verse 20 in the King James Version, it says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So it means God has given us his word that we can use the word to be healed. We can use the word to be set free from our destructions. There are many things that are troubling us, things that come against us, but all we need is the word. I remember one time when the centurion met Jesus and he came to Jesus and he says, Jesus, you don't even need to come under my roof. I know my servant is at home, is seriously ill, but if you can just speak the word, my servant will be healed. I want us to look at it together in the book of Matthew chapter 8 verse 8 in the King James Version it reads, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof but speak the word only, 
and my servant shall be healed. So it means if we also speak the word of the Lord only, we shall get our healing. If we speak the word of the Lord only, we shall get our victory. In whatever circumstance that you are facing, there is a word of God that can give you victory in that particular setting, in that particular situation, in that particular circumstance that you are facing. The problems that you are facing, they may look insurmountable because you are looking at them with natural eyes. But if you look at them from the angle of God, from the standpoint of God's word, then you know that nothing is too hard for the Lord. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. So the Lord himself has given us his word so that we can use it for our victory. The word of God in our mouth is a weapon. Some people usually think, how can things change just by speaking? But is that not also how God created the heavens and the earth? The Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Then God said, let there be light. So it means even when it's dark, you can speak and say, let there be light. When there is no hope, you can speak and bring hope. So that's why I want us to look at the book of Ephesians chapter 6, 13 to 18 in the New King James Version. I want us to read it together. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having gathered your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. Can you see all these weapons that are mentioned here? In the natural, you may think, how can things change just by speaking? But the Bible says, the word of God is the sword of the Spirit. It means when you speak the word, you are releasing that sword of the spirit and the enemy cannot stand against the word of God. That's the same thing that Jesus used to overcome the devil. Jesus kept on saying, it is written, it is written, it is written until the enemy was defeated. So you don't have to try something else. Just use what God has already said works. Use something that has been tried and tested. God used his word to create the heavens and the earth. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and the fig tree with that. There are many situations in your life that needs to be spoken to so that they can wither and disappear. Some of you are troubled by many things. We want to bring those things down, those principalities down. So I just want to say to you, take courage in the word of God. Jesus used the word and he said it's written, it's written, and he got his victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Many people don't understand how this works. Actually, sometimes they would even mock us at us as children of God. They would say things like, will it work just by believing it and speaking it? That's foolishness. People actually undermine the way that things, the way that the plans that God has put in place because they think they know better. 
But I want you to look at the book of First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 to 21. We'll read it together in the Good News translation. It says, You should not fool yourself. If any of you think that you are wise by this world's standards, you should become a fool in order to be really wise. For what this world considers to be wisdom is nonsense in God's sight. As the scripture says, God traps the wise in their cleverness. And another scripture says, The Lord knows the thoughts of the wise are worthless. He knows that the thoughts of the wise are worthless. No one then should boast about what human beings can do. Actually, everything belongs to you. If God said a thing will work this way, if God says in this world we will have dominion through words, then we have to believe that and do it God's way. Then we will not be limited to natural means. Because like I've already said to you, natural means are limited. We need God. So when we need God and God comes, we need him to advise us how does he want us to do things. So he has given us his word, that his word in our mouth is our victory. His word in our mouth is our sword of the spirit. And that is how we overcome the enemy. So if God says it works this way, that's how I've designed it to work. That is how it works. That is how God has designed it to work. So the word of God in my mouth has divine power to create what I need. The word of God in my mouth also has divine power to demolish all the works of the enemy. And there's a lot of the works of the enemy that needs to be destroyed. We need to destroy that through the power of the word of God. The word of God in our mouth. I want you to look at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 4, we'll do it in the NIV. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 4, NIV. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Did you hear that? The weapons that we have, they are not worldly weapons. So we cannot rely on natural means for most of our victory because natural means are limited at times. So we need to take God's weapons, God's way of victory on the earth. Because he says, if we take the weapons of God and we fight with them, they demolish the powers and the strongholds of the enemy. Just want to remind you that what I'm teaching you is also something that I have adopted and I'm using it in my own life. I know that the word of God works. I know God as my healer and I rely on him to heal me. I know him as my protector. I rely on him to protect me. Even when it comes to the fears that the world has at the moment, being afraid of coronavirus, being afraid of this and that, the word of God says God has not given us the spirit of fear. We should not be afraid. Actually, we have taken what God has said. There are many scriptures that God has said about healing, about protection. And you need to confess that every day. I've actually sent out a declaration, faith declaration to most of you at Jesus the Savior Church. I want you to confess that every day. I'm doing that for my, with my family. We are confessing that every day. Actually, we've taken some of those declarations, laminated them, put them even in, in the bathrooms, 
so that when you are there, you speak the word. Wherever you go, you speak the word. That's how we, we, we conquer. That is the source of our victory. So in conclusion, I just want to say, you know that Joshua said, as for me and my family, we shall serve the Lord. I also want to say, as for me and my family, we are healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. Our healer is the Lord himself. We use this word like medicine. We confess healing every day. That's why even my children, they know when they feel sick, they should call on the name of the Lord. They should say, Daddy, pray with me. We are standing on the way. And God has never disappointed us. We, this is how it works. Because that's God's promise. And we have taken it for ourselves. Because we know that natural means can fail. We need God. God cannot fail. So we make our healing declarations every day. So today we will also share with you what our family does every day after our evening uh, family prayers. We make declarations about healing. We call that our faith declarations or our healing declarations. So just after this, I'm going to call my family and then we are going to make declarations together. This is what we do all the time. But today we're just sharing with you so that you can also do the same and stay healed. Because these declarations that we are going to make, they are based on scriptures. We consolidated some of those scriptures and made them, confess them for ourselves. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We overcome the enemies, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, our covenant with the Lord, and by the word of our testimony, faith, declarations, confession. I am not afraid of the enemy. Satan has no power over me. Coronavirus has no power over my body. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is not a temple of sicknesses. It is not a host for viruses. Every virus that touches my body dies instantly in the name of Jesus. Disease germs are not allowed to live and multiply in my body. Every cancer cell trying to live in my body dies by the power of the life of Jesus in my body. It withers like the fig tree with Jesus Christ. Just as fire had no power over the bodies of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, neither does sickness have any power over my body. The spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. The same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead brings life to my mortal body. The life of Jesus is manifested in my body. Sickness, you are not permitted in my body. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Thank you, Father, that I am healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ. I walk in divine health. I declare all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. These confessions are based on the book of Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, Daniel 3, 27, 2 Corinthians 4, 10 to 11, Galatians 3, 13, Romans 8, 11, 1 Peter 2, 24. And those of you who do not have these confessions, we send them to almost most of the Jesus the Savior Church members. If you do not have them and you want to have them, we are also displaying them on the screen. You can take them from the screen 
or else you can contact our admin team at admin at Jesus the Savior and uh, at Jesus the Savior.co.za and then they can send them to you. Admin at Jesus the Savior.co.za. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.